0: We all have them. They're our unseen guides, our companions, our teachers. And they're all around us. Sometimes, they make themselves known in the most miraculous ways. Join Angel Communicator, Reiki Master, and QHHT Hypnotherapist Christy Clemens Hoffman or stories from real people who have experienced
1: real life angel encounters. Hi, welcome back to Real Life Angel Encounters Podcast, the show where we hear from people all over the globe now with stories of the angelic, the miraculous, the metaphysical, the heartwarming, the unbelievable. So today on the show, um, I have an email from Louise in Melbourne, Australia. I think they pronounce it Melbourne. I'm sure I will be corrected on that. But it is so exciting to get listeners in Australia. Um, I've had... uh, a listener story from Ireland as well, and I am just as giddy to get this one from the other side of the world. I would whip out my Australia accent, but I think you would laugh at me, and um, I <laughs> don't think I can keep it up for very, much, for very long at all. So I wanted to read Louise's story um, because I, I always like to give the opportunity to record stories when I receive them. And sometimes people just want me to read them out, and that's fine. That's fine. Um, some people are not as, um, I don't know, outgoing to record a story, or sometimes the stories are just very, very personal. But here is Louise's story. My name is Louise, and I am all the way from Melbourne, Australia. I recently stumbled upon your podcast and really enjoy listening. I have hundreds of paranormal and spiritual experiences experiences, commencing from when I was a baby, and I thought I would share three stories with you today. This is the first time that I have spoken of these experiences to anyone besides a couple of trusted friends. One sadly passed away a few years ago for fear of being labeled crazy. My friends are also deeply spiritual and psychic, and so I feel comfortable sharing my experiences with them. Today, I am sharing these stories because I want to stop hiding who I am, be authentically myself, and give hope to others who are at their lowest point. The experience I will share occurred in the mid-90s when I was 23 years old. I had a traumatic childhood and early adulthood marked by physical, emotional, and mental abuse from my mother and siblings. I never truly felt loved, and I felt extremely alone. During this time, I also broke up with my boyfriend as he couldn't handle what was happening in my family and walked out. This completely gutted me, and I was in the grip of a very intense grief. I also moved out of home for the first time into a small apartment. I was escaping my violent family, trying to start a life, and trying to put myself back together again as I felt completely broken. It was a very scary, lonely time. It felt like a a walking emotional wound, or I felt like a walking emotional wound as I was traumatized from years of abuse and I didn't believe I was worthy of any respect or love. During this traumatic time, I had a spiritual awakening and my psychic abilities ramped up. I was amazed and frightened, feeling even more alien and different than before. One night I had a dream and it felt more real than real. I was in my bed sleeping, and I woke up. Everything was as it should be in my bedroom. I came out of my body and floated gently and slowly in a fetal position, legs and arms bent toward my chest, about two feet above my body. All I could feel was a peace, serenity, and safety that I never experienced on this earth. I felt love like I had never known and I knew intuitively that this was God's love. I felt I was in a cocoon of love and peace as though I was back in the womb, completely protected and safe. It is very difficult to describe the love that I was feeling as there are no words in language that could adequately describe it. As I was basking in this glorious feeling of love, my vision slowly came into focus, and I noticed a soft golden glow in the corner of my room. As my eyes fully adjusted, I saw a large golden orb about the size of a very large beach ball emanating a soft gold light. This orb can only be described as looking like a mini sun. I slowly floated toward the orb, still in the fetal position, and I could feel this being's love wrap around me in a beautiful, comfortable envelope. The love was energetic, and it wrapped wrapped around me like a kind of blanket of protection. I knew intuitively that this being was God. I did not get the sense that God was male or female, but neither and both at the same time. God spoke to me using telepathy. God conveyed to me over and over, You are very precious. I love you unconditionally. With all of my being, you are my child. Nothing you could say or do would ever make me stop loving you. I felt so safe, and whilst in this cocoon of God's love, my soul felt completely healed and renewed. I began to ask God questions. I don't know why, but I wanted to know certain things, like, why doesn't God just show himself to people to prove that he, she, they exist? God said to me that the human mind needs to be prepared to understand the fullness of reality. The human mind is like a funnel, and if the person receives too much information at one time before they are ready, then it will overload their mind, and there is a real risk of them becoming mentally harmed. So the message I received from God was that people's minds have to be slowly opened through different experiences before they're ready to accept the nature of reality, which includes the spiritual. I wanted to go and merge with God because the love was so incredible, and I didn't want to leave, but God gently yet firmly pushed me back, and I floated into my body all the while, feeling love, peace, and serenity. I immediately woke up and couldn't believe what had just happened. Throughout the years, I've endured many hardships, and my life has been difficult. But I often reflected on this experience to understand the purpose behind it. And through contemplating and reflecting on this experience, I learned many things. I am convinced that God appeared to me at that time to remind me that I am worthy of love and that I am loved. I also learned through the years that God is all things to all people, There is only one God, the faces of which are many. This means that God appears to people in a way that they can understand and accept, based on their beliefs and experiences on earth. I still don't understand why God appeared to me in that form, maybe because he slash she slash they were smallish in size and not so intimidating to me. I also learned that unconditional love is too huge a concept to understand whilst we are having a human experience. We have to go through many human experiences and challenges to understand what love is. Here on Earth, we sometimes have to learn what love is by experiencing what love isn't. I truly believe that the fabric of all life and creation, the very reason we exist, and the fundamental lesson we are here to learn is love in all its manifestations. My second story includes an appearance by what I deem to be an angel. It was a couple of years prior to the previous experience I mentioned in the early 90s, whilst I was a student at university and still living at home with my family. Once again, my mother abused me at home in the morning of my classes. As I arrived at the university campus, I was so shaken and traumatized by the experience that I couldn't focus. There was no way I could face people and I didn't want to go back home, so I decided I would skip classes that day and distract myself from the pain by going to the shopping mall. As I wandered around the mall, once again feeling like an open wound, something strange began to happen to me. I felt like a radio tuning in to the other shoppers around me. I could telepathically hear their thoughts and self-chatter, and 99% of what I heard was extremely negative. I didn't try to do this. It was just happening, and I didn't seem to have any control over it. I didn't believe what was happening to me and was convinced that I was having some sort of mental breakdown, but I could physically feel their negative thoughts as though they were energetic arrows piercing my soul. It was extremely disturbing and painful, and I had no explanation for it other than I was going crazy. I continued walking around the mall, trying to, under, trying to ignore what was happening in a state of complete and utter shock and bewilderment. I continued to distract myself by going into stores and looking around. I stumbled upon a beauty and cosmetics store and noticed there was a sign in the window advertising for a casual sales assistant. I thought I would apply so I could gain a bit of independence from my mother who was at the time controlling every aspect of my life. As I inquired about the job with the manager, I could telepathically hear her thoughts which were, no, you don't have the right look to work in our store, too short, not blonde and not thin enough. No sooner had I heard her thoughts telepathically, she began to tell me that the job had just been filled and was no longer available. I moved on still bewildered, and went to the food court to have some lunch. I thought to myself, I don't know what is happening to me, but I need some time to collect myself and some time to process what is going on. I bought my lunch and a drink and sat down at a table to eat. No sooner had I sat down, I could feel eyes boring into me while my back was turned. I telepathically heard these words, The things I would love to do to you. And I immediately felt unsafe. I turned around to look at whoever was staring at me and I saw a middle-aged woman sitting behind me with a smirk on her face. I felt unsafe and got up to leave. By this stage, I was completely drained, confused, and disturbed by the telepathy I was experiencing. I kept hearing the thoughts and experiencing the feelings of those I passed by in the mall, and I was completely overwhelmed. I wanted to leave immediately. I felt sick. I tried to board the bus back to my suburb, but my ticket had expired and I had to purchase a new one. The bus driver took this as a personal insult and began to berate me in front of everyone on the bus. He must have been having a hard day and just unleashed on me. I felt attacked all day from the negative energy of the people around me from the moment my mother abused me until I boarded the bus later that afternoon. I was done, spent, and it must have shown on my face. I bought a new ticket and as I made my way down the bus to look for an empty seat, I noticed an older woman in her late sixties sitting in a window seat with an otherworldly soft glow about her. She looked at me knowingly with a warm, welcoming smile on her face. She looked like any other woman of that age group, short, white hair, plump, wrinkles, wearing ordinary clothes, but she had this unmistakable soft white light emanating from her. I felt immediately safe and comforted by her presence, and so I sat next to her. She seemed to know me somehow. I had this knowing feeling that this sweet older lady was there for me. We didn't say very much on the bus ride home, but she turned to me and said, You've had a really hard day, haven't you? I just looked at her with tears welling in my eyes. I don't recall much of any other words she spoke to me, but I had this strange feeling that I was in the company of someone truly extraordinary and not of this world. Her kindness, warmth, and compassion just emanated from her, and her energy soothed my soul and calmed my nerves. After I exited the bus further, paranormal experiences occurred, which are off-topic, so I won't go into it except to say that My telepathic experience was validated later that day by my sister. To this day, I still don't know whether this kind lady was a real flesh-and-blood human being or an angel that only I could see. The third story involves a warning from a deceased loved one that occurred in 2016. My older cousin was my best friend and like a sister to me. She supported me throughout the family violence and abuse I was experiencing during my early adulthood and later as an adult. We called each other soul sisters, as we had the ability to call each other into our dreams and had shared dream experiences. Psychic ability runs on both sides of my family. My cousin was also extremely psychic and spiritual. And was an old soul who loved people fully and completely and was one of the kindest, most loving, most non-judgmental people I ever knew. She was everything to me and I felt as though she guided me through my spiritual experiences and life in general. My cousin was diagnosed with cancer at the age of 40 after battling an autoimmune disease. Unfortunately, she lost her battle with cancer just shy of her 48th birthday. The morning she died she visited me in my dream. She appeared to me in my mother's home, which I thought was significant. She wore a hospital gown and a white bandage around her head. In the dream she embraced me for a very long time and she turned to me and said, Louise, I don't know where I'm going after this, but I'm going to miss you so much. I told her I would miss her too. When I awoke, I knew immediately with every fiber of my being that my cousin had passed away. I received a call at 8 a.m. that my cousin had passed away earlier that morning and that what ultimately had taken her life was a brain tumor that had spread from other parts of her body. On the weekend before she passed, I went to see her in the country for the final time. I asked her to visit me from the other side and she couldn't speak but she gave me a knowing smile. Around the time my cousin was told that the cancer was terminal and there was nothing further that could be done for her, I was in the middle of purchasing my first home. It was about a month before she passed that I moved in. After a few weeks, I began to notice a few odd occurrences at the home, such as the front door being slightly ajar when I returned home from work, missing mail or finding minor things broken outside. I thought nothing of this and explained it away as me forgetting to close the front door properly when I left for work. There was a lot on my mind with the stress of my cousin's illness and death and purchasing a home. About the missing mail, I explained that away as the mailman mistakenly delivering my mail to the wrong address as that had happened once before. I carried on trying to heal from the grief and approximately two months after I had moved into my new home. I had a visitation dream from my cousin. The dream environment was in the first apartment that I had moved into to leave my abusive family. It looked old and dingy. There were giant gaping holes in the walls that anyone could just walk into. The apartment was not safe or secured. As I'm taking the environment in, I noticed a lot of people in black clothes walking in and out of my apartment. From the corner of my eye, I saw my cousin sitting on the sofa with a huge smile on her face, waiting for me to notice her. She looked so fantastically healthy, and she glowed. She looked to me, about 30 years old, with her hair fully restored, thick and luscious, and back to her healthy weight. She looked extremely happy to see me. I rushed over to her and excitedly called out her name, telling her that I was so happy and surprised to see her. My cousin told me to settle down and giggled at my excitement to see her again. This is exactly what she would say to me when she was alive. Then she said to me, I'm sorry it has taken so long to come and visit you. I had to get over my cancer ordeal first. Buying my first home was very difficult and a huge achievement for me after renting for so many years. I was so upset I was unable to share this experience with my cousin whose opinion I highly valued. So in the dream, I asked her what she thought of my new home, and she told me that she didn't like it. I told her that I knew it needed some updating, but I planned to fix it up over time. She said, No, it's not that. It's the street. And I asked, What's wrong with the street? What are you trying to tell me? My cousin said, It's not the street. It's someone living in your street. Immediately, I sensed a feeling of malice, as though a neighbor in my street wished to do me harm perhaps rob me. I turned to my cousin and said, it's okay. I have home and contents insurance. I've changed the locks. My house is secured. She said to me, it's not your house that I'm worried about. Then motioned as though she could not say anything more about it. The dream carried on. My cousin faded out of focus and that feeling of malice washed over me and this time it felt that there was a predator wishing to attack me. I immediately told my other best friend about the dream, and she told, and told him I needed to get cameras for my property. At the time, I could only afford dummy cam- cameras that looked like the real thing. So my friend put them up for me, and I also installed motion sensor lights and additional locks for the door. For a while, the strange occurrences around my home stopped. At the same time, my male neighbor was showing an intense interest in me that felt violating, and he did not respect my boundaries. Every opportunity he got, he would try to speak to me, and honestly, he gave me the creeps. After about a month, I would come home to find the door open again. Rocks would be thrown on my roof at night, and I would sometimes come home to find strange objects in the house, like a piece of colored wool in the middle of the floor, which I didn't own, or a bunch of small rocks piled neatly in the corner. (laughs) By this stage, I had strongly suspected that my male next-door neighbor had been breaking into my home, playing mind games with me. Nothing was ever stolen, so this was some sick game he liked to play to intimidate me, and he was totally obsessed with me at that point. I suspected that he had figured out that the cameras that I had were fake. I replaced them with real ones as soon as I could afford them, and from that moment on, the strange occurrences stopped. But the stalking and harassment didn't. I reported him to the police, and they brushed me off every time, but they did tell me I could apply for a restraining order for myself. One time, my best friend and I confronted him, and I threatened to take him to court if he didn't stop, and I told them that I had video footage of him stalking me. He did stop after a long while of me standing my ground. He leaves me alone now because the tables have turned back now, and he is very much intimidated by me. but I wonder what could have happened if I didn't heed the warning from my cousin and didn't install cameras at my property. At that moment she was my guardian angel. Well that's all I have for you today Christy. I really hope that these stories help people to know that no matter what we go through in life that our spiritual support team God and the angels are always there for us. best wishes. Louise, Ugh, these are wonderful stories. I am so pleased that, that Louise, that you sent him in. And um, I hope you, the listener, have been uh, empowered by Louise's stories. And um, just know that no matter what's going on in your life, it does get better. No matter how difficult things seem, difficult people, um, scary situations, intimidating situations, it gets better. And when we believe that we have this unending stream of good that supports us, whether you believe in guardian angels, God, Jesus, ascended masters, different gods, or even your loved ones, just like Louise with her cousin, you're never alone. (laughs) We're never without support. So thank you so much for listening. And if you have any stories of your own, I would invite you to please send them to me at angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. Also, I want to thank our sponsors for this show. Um, it really helps keep the podcast going. And if you'd like to help keep the podcast going, then please visit the website at radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash encounters. And on that page, there is a donate button to donate directly to the podcast to pay for editing and publicity because this show is free for you to listen, but it's not free to us to produce. So every little bit helps. And if you wouldn't mind, please subscribe or follow wherever you're listening. And please share these great episodes and these great stories. Because when you share them, other people want to listen as well. And they also subscribe or follow. And they may leave a positive review. And I hope you feel guided to do so as well. This not only helps us in boosting our ratings, but that also helps other people find us and it widens and increases the pool of people who to send us more real-life angel encounters.
0: Special thank you to James Wheeler for the original music and Cassandra Harold for the voiceovers. Please subscribe and follow wherever you're listening now. And be sure to tell your friends. The more people know about this podcast, the more great story submissions we get. Submit your own real life Angel Encounters to Angel Encounters Podcast at gmail.com. Want to know what your angels and loved ones have to tell you? Schedule an appointment with Christy at radiatewellnesscommunity.com.
1: I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years let me
0: help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems be a part of my healthy living intuitively podcast studio audience every week follow me on facebook dr mona lisa fan page and instagram dr mona lisa one to get that information i answer audience questions and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are follow healthy living intuitively Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm
1: podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.